There's Kilkenny trying to go with him. The Argentine beats him easily. Bullock offside, it won't count. He's going to celebrate with the RBB. He's got to be careful on that yellow card. And he's still celebrating. And he'll look around in a moment and realise his team need him. The RBB don't know either. He's still going on. It won't count, Kerem, I'm sorry. Welcome to the Night Shift Football Podcast. The A-League is back, baby. The A-League is back this weekend. And what better way to introduce it than with a clip of Kerem Bullet scoring a goal offside and celebrating like nuts with the RBB, only to turn around and have his face in it. Um, we're also going to just talk about the Socceroos. We'll probably do that first because we need to get that shit out of the way. Um, another disastrous week for the, the Sydney Roos. Let's just jump straight into it. Tommy's on the other end of the line. Give me your uh, your initial uh, initial Socceroos thoughts. Oh, Jesus. What, what have we not said so far? Yeah. It's every, you know, we've been whinging. I shared a status from like four years ago saying Arnie out. I feel like we've been peddling this message now for four years and it is the stagnation is finally coming to roost. This is it. It's, it's funny how quickly like record breakers can go to mediocrity. There it is. It's laid out before us. Not a good side. Yeah. Not well coached. Problems. <laughs> Problems. I saw, I watched the entire Saudi Arabia game and uh, just, I don't know, I, we could have easily lost that. Obviously, uh, we kind of, well, I kind of covered it the other week, did a little solo pod to cover that, but it's just the same crap that we've been saying every week about him. Um, and then the same sort of thing I watched. I got home from work just in time for the China game and what a mess. The first, the first 30 minutes is probably the worst period of football I've seen the Socceroos play in years. It was absolutely, I would use the word insipid. Ooh, it was, it was gross. It felt like <laughs> vomiting. It was just terrible. And then uh, we got out, we got away with it because uh, Boyle put in a wicked ball and Mitch Duke got his head on it. I knew he was going to score after we posted about him playing, but. Uh... You see, he's, um he's the top goal scorer for the Socceroos in the calendar year. Yeah, I think that says more about the Socceroos than it does about Duke. Hell yeah. We're set up to play to his strength, basically. And that's like the only attacking option that we have. We're a side like bereft of ideas. If you really wanted to drill down into it, it's like lackadaisical movement, basic yeah. positioning errors, little desire to move into attacking phases with the ball. They're just The movement when we're coming out of defense is woeful it's yeah. non-existent and so, you know I, I thought china were clever in that they they played a really attacking lineup they almost had a, like a 4-2-4 when they turned it over and went forward yeah and i thought they created better chances than us they definitely did they were happy to give us the ball in our defensive third and yeah we were useless with it yeah they're um their left winger the um naturalized brazilian for china aloisio mm-hmm. he was it was killing us down that wing. It was killing Ryan Grant. Um, we kind of just eased into the game, but only through like slowly moving the ball up the park, and then China would kind of let us let us get it wide, because then we were just whipping in crosses. Where like they talked about 
on the commentary, they mentioned this stat about how many crosses Australia had whipped in. And then they said, oh, that tells you the story of, you know, Australia's dominance. Well, what dominance? What dominance? They're basically yeah. letting us get the ball out wide there because they're tucked in. They're happy to let us, if we want it out in the touchline, go for it. And then we're crossing it into absolutely nobody. We finally, we moved the ball a little bit quicker, got it out to Boyle. Boyle put in a good cross. He was one of Australia's better players again. Again, um, yeah. But just overall, just absolute crap. Absolute crap. And I think just the ease with which uh, Duke like unsettled his opponent to get in front of him and score the goal makes you wonder why we couldn't have created more opportunities like that. Yeah. And if you're going to describe slow movement, ball out wide, lazy ball into the box as domination, then we, we're getting everything we deserve right now. Do you think um, since, since Fox Sports lost the rights, um, we've kind of lost our media personalities? Like we've kind of, there's no, I was thinking about it last night. Who is the premier football writer in the country right now? Like who is the person that is going to lead the charge of criticism, of analysis, of, you know, who do we turn to to try and make sense of what we're watching right now? Because there's a lot of conflicting opinions and a lot of people saying, Oh, this, the squad's crap. And there's a lot of people saying, oh, you know, the investment in the youth system, that's what, that's the reason 10 years of pricing people out of being able to play the game. We have spoken about this recently, but there seems to be no one cutting through the bullshit and saying, oh, we're just, we're just not playing very well. <laughs> yeah. There's like a, um, every time I watch the Socceroos, there seems to be this, I don't know what it's like in the like written media because I don't, I tend to not read a lot of, just junk that comes from Fox Sports. Um, but like the commentary team are always just, they never, they'll never criticize anything. It's always just, they're cheerleaders. They're just cheerleaders. And it's got us in this position now where like we're on the verge of, you know, probably having to go through a playoff into the World Cup again, mm-hmm. unless we can beat Japan, you know, and do we. Yeah. We still History have to, says no. We still have to go to Saudi Arabia? Yeah, we yeah. do. We've only played China twice, so we still have to play the two teams above us. We're probably yeah. going to have to beat them both. We have to win all four games now, I'd say. And we've got to go away to Oman to try and do that as well, which is going to be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we might just leave the Socceroos chat there because I think we'll just go in circles saying what we've said on other episodes. If you want to hear us rag on Graham Arnold, go back. <laughs> There's plenty of additions. I was just going to ask you quick about the the handball, um, the VAR decision. What? what bonkers. What a, it's just a complete sham. What, it's time yeah. now. It's time for VAR to move into like um, a review system like they do uh, in the cricket. You, you can't. Yeah, because three minutes later, they pulled the game back and they're just in yeah. minute forensic detail looking for op- for problems. Like there was not a single appeal yeah. on the pitch. I still think scrap it. It it's looks just, like it's here to stay. So we've got to, or we've got we to work to with go, it. We have to go into the very far into the... It has to be like a massive mistake. Mm, a proper like, clear and obvious error. <laughs> Yeah, a clear and obvious error, which is what we were all told it was going to be. But now we're just we're using it to check every uh, minor incident in the box. And it's just not what it was for. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's killing it. it sucks. Killing it. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. Never a penalty. It sucks. All right. Shall we talk about the A-League? 
best league in the world. I'm so excited. I don't know how you feel, but I'm yeah. fucking psyched. Just had, just, a, <laughs> just had a cat walk across my desk. With, there's all was these cats cat? in there. The night shift football studios have just got these cats running around now. It's uh, We're going to have to talk to our manager. We're going to have to sort this out. Are you breeding cats as a side hustle? Yeah, that's what I do. You've nailed it. That's exactly it. If you ever see Sammy walking around with a burlap sack that's meowing, don't ask questions. Yeah, just leave it be. All right, shall we go in? We'll go through. We'll probably have a quick look through each squad. We won't spend heaps of time on them all because there's... We keep, we keep, the adding, keep adding new teams to this league. Christ. I've, I forgot... Um, when I was doing the preview for it, I forgot that MacArthur existed. <laughs> I was yeah. like, why is No, MacArthur teams? exists. They, they took a couple of our players. So we'll start at the very top, Dirty. alphabetically, with our boys, the Reds. Um, just on that, uh, football games? We, uh, we're attending Adelaide United games again this season? We are. Yeah, we are. I don't yeah. know what the details are, whether they're restrictions or we have to wear masks or whatever else. Um, yeah, I'm is sure. It, only open for double vaccine. You know, I, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I just, I got my season ticket. It's on the way. We're ready to go. Gonna miss, gonna miss the first home game, but second home game is uh, Melbourne victory at home. We'll get yes, December we will, 11. We'll lock go, in. go large. Um, so looking at our squad, your initial thoughts on our recruitment or our squad it, overall? Uh, you know, the squad overall, I don't, mind i think it's a competitive squad that's quite well balanced when i was looking at some of the other teams looks like a lot of sides are top heavy this season and you couldn't describe us as top heavy i think we've got enough experience in there now we've got we've you know we've probably got a group of players now that have played together longer than most of the sides that are getting around you know other than your cities and your sydneys We've got a real good core. You know, the, re- the re-signing of Isaias is massive, especially with our defensive frailties uh, in the centre, given that we lost uh, Jordan Elsie and Ryan Strain on the right, Noel Smith on the left as well. Um, I think overall the new signings haven't really plugged the gaps left of the departures, though. I don't think so either. Um, George Blackwood coming in as a striker or whatever they're going to use him as. A over coach? Tommy Urich, forward I coach? guess <laughs> a forward coach. I guess uh, Yangi's going to be the main man. Which yeah, they I gave know him, we were we were asking the number that nine. last season, but you still need someone else there with him to help out because we lost Arturo as well. Yeah, Isai is I mean, like you said, big signing, but you know, it's just I think it's going to be if we can stay injury free in key areas, like if Motore and Yangi can have a proper season where they're contesting for the number nine all season long and they're pushing each other and they're developing. It was last season we got into trouble when Yangi would have a month of playing well and then go down for three weeks and then Motore would step in, play well for two weeks and then get sent off or injure himself as well for a month. And then you bring in Tommy Urich in and then Tommy Urich was the same thing, hampered by injury. That's it, and that's probably the story of Adelaide United yep. over the entirety of the A-League. The good seasons we've had is when we've been able to keep our starting 11 on the pitch, which I know it's pretty simple, pretty simple observation. But yep. if we can do that, we will be competitive again this season. Um, will we go within a kick of the grand final like we did two seasons ago? Probably not. Will we make the six? I wouldn't bank on Maybe. it. Maybe. 
maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, we we have uh, we have enough there to probably crack the crack the six, albeit in fifth or sixth, maybe. Um, but oh, I don't know. Well, I I'll know more once we go through all these squads and see who we think's worse than us. But yeah, I guess happens. just overall. <laughs> Overall, plus or minus on the squad compared to last year? I would say minus, uh, given The Athletic put up a good article during the week, which you can sign up to The Athletic for free for six months with an Optus subscription. They did something about um, players' peak ages and in what position uh, is the peak age uh, for each player. And I had a quick look over the Adelaide United team using that rule, and we don't really have any players who are peaking. We've got potential players, you know, who are moving into their peak years. And then we've got the older crew, you know, Yavi Lopez, Wande, Jakobsen, Isaias, who are beyond their peak. And so I just, I, yeah, I wonder about the recruitment. I would say it's a negative. How about you? Yeah, I'm leaning towards just a minus. It's just worse than last year. Although I do, I am excited about the addition of like some guys like Bernardo. So yeah, we'll we didn't talk about the youngsters. Out. Bernardo, Iracunda looks good. We've talked about um, him other weeks. Yeah, that, that's exciting. Bernardo yeah. should start against Perth, I would imagine. Ooh. Given Goody's, Goody's still a week or two away. Is he? Yeah, he's not quite there. I think he only returned to training three weeks ago or so. So I'd bet right. Bernardo starting. Next, the Mighty Lions, the Brisbane Raw. <laughs> the Brisbane Bears. <laughs> the Brisbane Bears. What do you make of the Brisbane Bears going into this season? Looking at Just, their signings. Uh, there's, you know, it's always a feature of A-League teams in the off-season, the monumental turnover where you bring in 10 players, lose 10 players, and it's, it's a roll of the dice, really, how they've gone in preseason. I think with Brisbane, it's always the off-field stuff that drags them down, and I, I don't think that they figured that out yet. Not sure who the ownership group is still. Not sure if people are getting paid properly. Uh, is Warren Moon... Uh, A-League quality manager, probably not. Uh, this current squad is full of kids, basically. And so you yeah. are relying on uh, the academy system and the, the, you know, the Queensland talent pool. They've signed Nikola Malusinic, who we know quite well. Uh, Luka Vanovic, I think say that from again? Sydney. What did you call him? Nikola Malusinic. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> It wouldn't be an A-League preview if I didn't butcher people's names. Come on, man. I'm going to go with uh, Milayusnic. 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 I'm giving it the, the Brenton Speed uh, pronunciation, seeing as he hasn't been signed up for the new season. Brenton Speed will give it the Milayusnic. Milayusnic from distance. Um, I like some of the names, though. Jez Lofthouse. Like, that's fun. Henry yep. Hoare. That'll be cool. Henry Hoare. That's a cool name. <laughs> Henry Hoare is a cool name. Aiden Munford, Munford um, and Sons. There's some good puns that we can play with here, so that'll be good. Overall, I'm giving them a uh, a minus, only because I don't know half of these names they've signed, <laughs> but I know the names they've lost, and they've lost uh, Raku, Champness, uh, Dylan Wenzel-Halls, Jamie Young. Wenzel-Halls a big one, yeah. Jamie yeah. Young too. I think they yeah. both went to Western United, which we'll talk so, about in a sec. Golgo Milbratu. I would give them a zero, I think. They're not better off even? or any worse. Yeah. That even? 
Fair Where enough. did they finish last season? Don't know. Outside the six. Inside the six. No, add it to the Google list. Yep. Producer. Central Coast. Um <laughs> uh, yeah. Again, same thing. <laughs> what are we? Yeah, well, they picked up not Noah Smith. Um, our red. Is it the same Noah Smith? I think it is, yeah. <laughs> Storm Rue has gone back. Yeah, Storm Rue's um, back. A bunch of other names I don't know that they've they've signed. I know a few of their departures, obviously, from last season. Um, Smiley, Stensness, Alu Quoll, Jack Clisby, shithouse, Daniel De Silva, <laughs> uh, their manager, Studic. Gone. Uh, so Probably the biggest departure, I'd say. The manager? Yeah. Now yeah. they're given... I mean, Nick Montgomery's Nick, done Nick his Montgomery. service. Yeah, uh, as assistant and on the coaching staff and stuff. So I think of any of the new former players moving into managerial roles, he's the most experienced and ready. Are yep. the Mariners going to surprise everyone like they did last season? I'm going to go with no. No, nah, I think they'll I be think, crap. Yeah, we're looking at two teams that should finish yeah. below Adelaide, Brisbane and Central Coast. That would be nice. Yeah, fair enough. MacArthur? Oh, MacArthur's a tough one. They have, I mean, we're touched on being top heavy this season. MacArthur are top heavy, but they've made some really good signings like Devia, De Silva, Noon, uh, Tommy Urich, Alisson, Philip Curto in goals, Jordan March, who I didn't think did a lot for victory last season. So that's a curious signing. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, you know, they have lost some players, but it looks to be some of the older heads. Yeah. Milligan retired. So Sayeta retired, uh, Federici retired. So Benyat. Yeah, Benyat gone. He was good. I enjoyed watching him play. So that'll probably be a loss for the league. Uh, yeah. Jean Roux as well. He's a good player. He um, had a good Olympics. So yeah. Yeah, MacArthur. I think the biggest issue with MacArthur is, again, the off field stuff. They had um, a big vaccination turmoil for a few weeks there. And there's a you know there's a few rumors getting around. That's why Milligan and Federici decided to give it the old heave ho this season because they could be us dealing with this sort of stuff. So, MacArthur, yeah, right. I well, would I would tip to be top four, but can they keep it together under Milicic? Maybe not. Yeah, I I think they will. I think they'll be in the top group. Um, some big names out, obviously, with Milligan, Benyatsisweta, uh, Derbyshire, Franic, mm. but. I still think they've picked up Kurto, who I think is one of the better keepers in the league. Um, Tommy Urich is the sort of player who will probably play much better now that he's in New South Wales. Uh, <laughs> Definitely. Craig Noon, I didn't really rate for a long time at Melbourne City, but he got better as it went on. I thought he, he was did. just, he was a good player towards the end of the season. I just thought before that, we were doing that typical Aussie thing where we got a player in from the UK and everyone has to talk about how good he is, even when he wasn't really that good. Like Ryan Strain killed him a few times. So he did, um, he did pocket him. He did he became he, very good second half of yeah, the he did. season. He did come very good. Um and Davila, that's a huge pickup, I think. So that's massive. He was easily in the top three best players last season in that area. Yeah. So I know they've they've lost They've lost some big names, but um, I'm still giving them a plus. I think they're just going to build on last year. So, yep, 
Yeah, I'll yeah. give them a plus as well. I just think defensively is where they can get uh, got at. You'll see yeah. a lot of high-scoring games with MacArthur this season. Yeah. Curdo can't do it all on his own. <laughs> He's got Anthony Golick. He can help him. <laughs> yeah. I cannot believe he is still playing. I know. Uh, it became a bit of a meme for a while in Adelaide. They're like, why Lord- won't he play Golick? Lord Golick. Play Lord Golick. <laughs> Why would we play Golic when we had Milan Susak at the time? What was that then? A bit I after, think so. I think bit after so. Milan Susak, surely. Multiple stints. Melbourne City, headed by Paddy Kisnorbo. Uh, I only know one of their signings, but it's Matthew Leckie. Probably the biggest signing of the... I would rate him on level like par with Daniel Sturridge this season as big signings entering yeah. the league. Yep. Uh, what's to say about the champions? They are head and shoulders the best team in this league. That yep. front three of McLaren, Naboot, um, Leckie, is, and then Tilio as well coming off the bench. It's it's frightening. I think the the players they've lost don't really hurt them too much either, like Guruccio. Yeah. Um, Adrian Luna was okay. Craig Noon, like we said, got really good as the season went on, but replaceable. Uh, Najarin and Najar. I think they're, yeah. I don't know. I'd probably leave them about even on the basis of losing all those guys and just replacing them with Lecky. I don't know who Jordan Hall is and I don't know who Manuel uh, Pucciarelli is. Should we Google it? Yeah, we should have a look at Pucciarelli. Let's have a look who Pucciarelli is. Jordan Hall, sounds like, Jordan Hall sounds like a young goalkeeper. <laughs> it's just, that's, his that's name sounds like a... Well, it's an import. Uh, Pucciarelli, here we go. Second Whoop. striker. Oh, he's striker. got a short Wikipedia page. <laughs> yep, club career. Joined Pascal. Oh, wow. So he's like, he's only 30. Um, only 30, but you know, he's played for Empoli, Chievo, Verona, and Pescara. They're the notable clubs in Italy and now Melbourne City. So I would not be uh, we'll too see. confident given his record at Empoli if he's a forward. What is he scoring there? One in every six games. <laughs> so at Empoli, 17 goals in 122 appearances. Position, uh, second striker. Second striker or like 17th striker? Yeah. <laughs> He's going to do well to shift uh, yeah. McLaren out of, out of that number nine spot this season. Or, but how good, or, how good is, your, is your side if you've got import players warming the bench for you? Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe he'll start. Maybe he'll start as a second striker. And City play four up top. They are um, they are toggling with a three four three this season. City, by the look of it, in the yeah. um, in their friendlies, looks like they'll play with inverted wing backs, which yeah. should free up the forward four positions. You know, so who knows? It could just be an all out yeah. assault from Melbourne City this season. They are the most well balanced side, I think. Yeah, and when you look at like the players they kept on from last year, the uh, Berengar, Jamison, Naboo. I don't, not huge on Naboo, but in the A League he can kill it. Jamie Should McLaren, Jamie McLaren. You know what else you need to say? Don't know how he doesn't start ahead of Mitch Duke for the Socceroos, but whatever. Yeah, Arnie um, can't figure out how to play with him. Yeah, like what's how's that so hard? Play football, you dickhead. All right, <laughs> Melbourne victory. Oh, where did they finish last season, Sam? Uh, did they get a, a ladle, a spoon they, of sorts? Th- they were bestowed the wooden spoon, which bestowed is a spoon. 
probably the last time we can give them shit for it, given their their signings this season. Uh, I think their biggest signing is Tony yeah. Popovich. So I'm going to give them a huge... I'll probably give them three pluses because when you look at the names that left, absolute dud city from last year. Like, well, we picked up Nick Ansel. Thanks for that. <laughs> Number but, one. <laughs> um. I don't mind Adama Traore. He's lost the plot a bit, but Ryan Shotton was an import. He was shit. He was um, Rudy Gasted, what? Oh, he's so it. good. Oh, he's so good in the air. He scored like four goals. Archie Thompson, shut your fucking mouth. Callum McManaman was... Average. I thought he was okay, but probably let down by the rest of the team being duds too. Like, I don't know. He's. I expected him to really light it up and he was shit. Butterfield, another one. Oh, he came over from the UK. He must be awesome. And he was crap. Um, Elvis came sober. Poor lad. Didn't work out. Um, he got. He ended up getting a better move, as we'll find out. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. But their signings, like, you know, bringing back Jason Guerrier, uh, Josh Belante coming in, mm-hmm. Jason Davidson, soccer with World Cup experience, Stefan Negro, uh, Matthew Spiranovic, uh, Chris Economides, uh, some big names. Nick D'Agostino moves in. Yeah. Yeah, there's some big names here. A couple of um, couple of imports there that we don't know too much about as well. Maggiotta looks all right. Miranda should be a decent player. Um, you know, even, even Brendan Hamill as coming in as like a second choice uh, fullback is going to be good for victory. Uh, it's hard for them not to um, improve on last season given just yeah. how woeful they were. You lose by uh, cricket scores twice in, in your derby matches. You know you're having a bad season. It's, you know, for Popper, it's probably too much work to bring them into title contention this season. Uh, but they're definitely going to be uh, much more competitive than the previous season. And, you know, hopefully for the league's sake, I know everyone says this for the league's sake, hopefully their home form holds up. Yeah, uh, they've got nineteen thousand members this season, so you know you should be expecting a, a two thirds full Amy Park every time. Yeah, uh, Amy Park, Amy Stadium, Amy Park. Do um, <laughs> you know, as much as we hate Melbourne Victory, um, when they're when they're stronger, I think it is good for the league. I just it's better if you flick on the TV and Melbourne Victory are playing and they've got that the sound going there. Um, Amy Amy Park pumping. Amy Park. Yeah. Melbourne Rectangular Stadium. Um, so just looking at these uh, internationals, they signed Roderick, Roderick Miranda, uh, Portuguese. Um, he's played for Benfica. He's played for Wolves. Deportiva La Coruña in Spain. He's played for Wolves, yes. And he's played for Olympiacos. So, okay, you know, bit of a we'll journey. Yeah, bit of a on loan at the bigger ones, um, mostly, but. You know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, the or, other one is, you know, as centre back, he's going to have um, he's going to have a big role to play for them this season. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, the other one, continuing the uh, the influx of Italians after their Euro victories. Yeah, <laughs> Francesco Margiotta, who has he was at Juventus for six years and never played. He was sent out on loan a bunch of times. Good six years, six years, and sent out on loan six times. 
Imagine wow. rocking up to preseason training every year and thinking, this is it. This is the season. I'm going to get my go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then played, uh, played 31 games for Kievo Verona last season, who were, they were in the top flight last season, I think, and got relegated. So, yeah. yeah. Or the year before. Either way, top flight Italian. Um, we'll see how he goes. He's supposedly a, a Ford of sorts. Ford of sorts, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Second striker, <laughs> second, fourteenth striker. But yeah, there's that. So Melbourne uh, Victory get a big tick for me. Yeah, they get a massive tick for me. They should uh, finish top six, I would say, or you know maybe somewhere just outside seventh, eight. Uh, Brilliante, great addition in midfield. Conomides is going to be good out wide. Does rely on their imports because it looks to be their spine. Yeah. If it doesn't so- work. They're going to be in a lot of trouble again. The back line is going to have like Jason Davidson, Spiranovic. um, Yeah. And what was the other one? Oh, Jason Guerrier. Yeah. And and like, you know, you know how Miranda, so. You know how Popper likes to line up. He's going to play solid defensively. The back three has to be good on the ball and it looks like they've signed three good ball players in defense. So Jason Davidson played under him before, should be a weapon. Yeah. I would be very wary of Melbourne victory this season. Beware the wounded giant. Yeah. Next one on the list, we might just breeze through this one pretty quickly, but it's Newcastle Jets. Uh, plus or minus, what are your initial... Yeah, Not a whole lot got, to say here. Yeah, they've got an average Australian contingent. Probably rests on uh, Matt German and uh, Jordan Elsie at centre-back again. Uh, again, just another side that looks a little bit too top-heavy. They have not invested enough in their midfield or defensively, but... You know, they, I watched them against Western United in the FFA Cup last weekend or the weekend before, and their, their imports look really, really handy. Uh, Pena scored really nice free kick. Uh, you know, again, just typical South American footballer, good on the ball, flair player, wants to beat players. Uh, the Georgian striker, Mikul Tadze, uh, looks like a professional, so that's, that's yep. a bonus for Newcastle. <laughs> Typically, they sign players who you question, how have you had a professional gig prior to this and there's one i'm <laughs> looking at right now that i was i'm wondering that yeah what yeah here it is savas <laughs> savas siatravanis uh just played for like 100 teams in greece and this here is, he is the manager arthur papas looks like he's brought him across from xanthi so all that yeah. yeah i don't know I, i'm always skeptical when i look at numbers like this he's like a winger with who wears number 11 so i'm thinking oh yeah We've signed this Greek guy who is a winger, number 11, probably scores goals, probably scores goals, doesn't score goals. No. Um, one goal in 26 last season for Xanthi. So, yeah, that's runs around with his head in the air, basically. As a winger, that is not a return you want at all. You guys uh, with Jets, you... plus minus? I'm going to give them uh, minus, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they've lost to like Bugard, O'Donovan, Ali Abbas, Matt Miller. A big bulk of their last year's first. Najarine. Yeah, Georgievsky, um, Cameron Chandless, Devlin. Taliano. A big chunk of their, uh, nearly their entire first team, I'd say. Confirmed re-signings. Jordan O'Doherty. Cool. Next, <laughs> Perth Glory. Do you think, uh, just quick, do you think the Jets finish bottom? Uh, maybe. Central Coast would be shit too. I've got a bottom two Jets. Okay. Perth Glory. Uh, best signing is definitely whoever their in-house barber is going to be. That man really? is going to cop it all season. 
Sturridge jokes. I love it. It's not going to end. The man should read some fucking Noam Chomsky instead of worrying about his hairline. He's uh, making a bit of an ass of himself, old Sturridge, but I think he's going to come into the league and banging goals if he's fit. Uh, Please not this weekend. Please not. Just not this week. It's so typical of a brand new marquee signing lining up against uh, Adelaide United side on the first day of the season and scoring a hatful. I would have Sturridge first goal scorer this season. How how typical (laughs) do you think it is? Extraordinarily typical. Happens most seasons. You reckon? It happened with, I remember we played City and David Villa scored and then he left the next week. (laughs) Yeah. I just um, always always feel like big new signings lighted up against Adelaide and then are injured for seven weeks after. I feel like it's a it's more of a feeling than a than a thing. I'll plot it. I'll put an article on the website. Oh, righto. Um, new yeah, signings though: Jack Clisby, Gash, uh, Pacific you. Nyungabire, average. Uh, hey. Daniel Daniel Sturridge, good, but yeah, Aaron Calver as well. Uh, but they have lost. They've lost a few. Yeah, I've lost a few. Lost yeah, a couple. Lost a few. Yeah, Bit of turnover here. I think um, the one you skipped over there, Brandon O'Neill, is going to be um, the most crucial signing did, for actually. them. If he can, if he Sorry, can turn Brandon. it up, um, him and Mitch Oxborough in the middle will, yep. should form a really good partnership, I think. I think they play a bit of youth football together as well, so they should have an understanding of one another. Again, it's another top-heavy side. They've got Sturridge up top, Keogh, Fornaroli, and one of their foreigners is also another forward. And I'm just curious how they're going to fit all four of these in here. Uh, Sardinero is another forward. Curious how they're going to go. I don't know I, that Richie Garcia has the tactical uh, weaponry here to put this side con- into contention. Just looking at their... Um, it's almost probably a minus for me just based on the players they've lost. Diego Castro for one. Huge miss. Huge. Yeah. Huge miss. And then Economitas and Dago. So Yeah, I wonder if Sardinero is going to play more as um as a loose 10 like Castro did. But is he is he the the Spanish flair player that's gonna deliver for them? I mean, Adelaide have a history of signing random Spaniards that end up being really good. So Yeah. Um, at least this just, guy's got appearances to his name. It's really hard to tell based on like Again, you look at a winger and you're expecting to see goals. It's really hard to judge. You don't know what the situation was like, but um, a bit a bit of a better return. Last year, he scored six goals in 29 games for uh, his club in Crate. So, Crate. yeah, good on him. Um, good on I, him. Yeah, still a big a big minus for me with um losing D'Agostino as well. I think he's. Yep. I think he's only going to get better. He's going to be really good. So. Should um, be better. Melbourne Neil as well. Boards. You know, yeah. as much as we don't enjoy the brace face, he um good footballer, experienced yeah, footballer, clever footballer. Knows how to run the middle of a park. They've yeah. replaced him, I think, with probably better with Brandon O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. still, um, just just a small minus for me, I think. But I still think they'll be uh well and truly around the mark to compete. Yeah, little whack on the glory. I can take that. All right, time to talk about these fuckheads. <laughs> you know, I didn't even bother doing any preview analysis or anything on Sydney because honestly, who gives a fuck? 
I know as an as an overall Adelaide United, we don't like Melbourne victory, but I I fucking hate Sydney. Sydney are my like like I would I would rather deal with Melbourne victory winning than Sydney every day of the week. Every day of the week. Screw these guys. Is that mainly because of their dominance of late or No, it's because I just I've never liked them. I've always hated them. <laughs> they're just even when they're crap, like the Fox Sports crew would all go, oh, Sydney, 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 because everything football in Australia is like, oh, Sydney, New South Wales, yeah. So fuck them. There was that thing where that, uh, someone shat in someone's ice cream as well, remember? There was that thing. <laughs> and there's that, um, let's not forget the first season when they were over the salary cap. Once um, a cheat, always a cheat. And they were allowed to win it. And straight away, you're like, oh, so this is the new league we've set up. It's designed so that if you do cheat and you're Sydney, you get away with it and win anyway. We love integrity in the A-League. Yeah. Anyway, what about this squad? Uh, average turnover. They, you know, I think losing Ryan McGowan is probably a bigger loss than bringing in James Donachie. That's for sure. Connor O'Toole. Yeah, uh, Elvis Kempsobers looked good in preseason, scored a few goals. He yep. definitely got a promotion from a very poor victory season. I don't know how that worked out. They're quite understated, Sydney, as usual. They, uh, they've kept the bulk of their side together again, um, and which is easy to do when you're given so many allowances under the salary cap in order to keep these players in one spot. Isn't it? There was, uh, you know, you can only compare from Adelaide United's post-double season and the amount of players we lost overseas and um, interstate compared to Sydney, who somehow managed to keep this side together. And uh, there's a lot of people on the sidelines who will say, well, Sydney's just a better place to live. They just love the club. It's like, yeah, they're also getting paid a handsome packet outside of the salary cap in order to maintain this roster. So maybe just have a little look inside yourselves. Don't know if you could pay me enough to live in Sydney. (laughs) It would have to be millions on millions. Imagine just on Uber costs. Getting to and from training, uh, just driving places, being there. Yeah, associating with the people. The fact that a house miles and miles and miles from the city is like $7 million. Yeah, imagine Shit living in place. West Sydney while playing for Sydney. Yeah, <laughs> COVID capital of Australia. <laughs> corruption Corrup- capital of Australia. Corruption capital of Australia. <laughs> so uh, we're doing no, Sydney this- away this season? <laughs> This squad gets a, uh, they've gone backwards on last year. They're a small minus for me. I think they've gone backwards also, yeah. Bam yeah. Johan's gone. Ivanovic, who I thought had talent, they haven't kept on because mm. Sydney, is, Sydney aren't a development side, as Arnie always used no. to say. Don't develop yeah. anyone. Small whack. They have not bridged the gap uh, between them and Melbourne City. So I'd, I would have them top three, but I, yeah, I wouldn't have them right up there on the shoulders of City this season, no. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Melbourne Victory can get it together and go past them with Popper at the helm. Interesting. That will be fun to watch, actually. Yeah. Just how many of the big sides Victory can knock off this season. Yeah. All right, three to go. How do you feel about Wellington? Lots of people don't like Wellington, but I don't mind them. I've always been hashtag Nick's in. I like them. Yeah. Uh, it's probably more focused this season on who they've lost than who they've re-signed. This yep. big outs, big outs. Ulysses Devia, Cameron Devlin, Luke Devia, uh, Rindinton, Rindinton. Tom Ahmed, Matthew Rindinton, 
long pins, Stephen Taylor. Stephen um, Taylor's gone too. Oh, yeah. that went South African there. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Careful. boys, let's get him. Careful. Isn't he a Geordie? Who? Stephen I was, Taylor. I was trying to do Kiwi. Oh, okay. Came out South African. Come on, boys, <laughs> Look, let's take a catch in the slips here. <laughs> Watch out, the boys on... don't get their Sam Pippu out. That's a bang on Afrikaans right there. Afrikaans. Yeah, uh, they're getting a, a minus from me. Huge whack. That, I say that not well. knowing who anyone they've brought in is, except for Gary they're, Hooper. So. They're kids, basically. They're all kids. Nicholas Pennington, I think, is a former Everton youth player. I don't know. You're saying it. Think. Um, big allegation. Yeah. Otherwise, a lot of Kiwis here. But, you know, of any, of any side in the A-League, maybe other than Adelaide, Wellington consistently produce good young players. Um, yep. I mean, remember Singh? I was going to say Harbhajan Singh then. I can't yeah. remember his first name. Um, neither can I. I can't he's remember. He's gone. Bayern Munich, uh, De Villa, obviously, and other players prior to that. I would be looking out for whoever they're blooding this season, their, their Kiwi under-21s and stuff like that. Yep. They, for me, though, will finish bottom. Okay. Which okay. I think... They usually get that most seasons. I think it's lazy usually, but this season they have not recruited anywhere near to fill the gaps that they've left here. Uh, no, they haven't. Um, and it's a big minus on the squad from last year. I still, um, I really rate Ufuk Talo as a coach. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we'll, even though he was part of that Sydney squad in the first few seasons. Yeah. Uffy is just hanging out for yeah. uh, Corica to leave, basically, and he'll take over the Sydney job. Probably. And then they'll probably be better than they've ever been because he's looks like he's probably going to be a better coach than Corica and Arnie. So we'll move on. <laughs> We're Sydney Wanderers. Here we no, go. No Karen Bullet to score offside goals. Uh <laughs> What do we? What do you think been, of this squad? It would have been brilliant if Bullet got a second yellow for that and was sent off just to well, add best. insult to the injury. The best. I really rate this Western Sydney side, and it's make or break for them this season under Carl Robinson. It has to work. They've got the big fancy new stadium. They've got the big imports. You know this side is so well assembled from top to bottom. For me, Western Sydney yep. Wanderers finish uh, second this season, and that will be the genuine contenders Ooh. with City. Yeah, right. They, Just um, that, sign, that signing of uh, Tom Ahmed is huge for them. Huge. Yeah. Scores goals in the A-League. Definitely yep. what they were missing last season. 100%. Scott McDonald didn't quite fit the bill. Neither mm-hmm. did Nikolai Muller. Um, or our good mate, Mitch Duke. Some good, uh, some good midfield recruit as well coming in. Dimi Pachatos, Terry Antonis, Johnny Kutrumbus. Mm-hmm. Adama Traore comes in at the back. Solid. Um, Solid. And Rami Nazarene. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With Western Sydney, the and maybe maybe Jack Rodwell as well. Yeah, potentially. We'll see. What who isn't on this list is uh, Ugarkovic, who they've also signed. Yeah. Good. Uh, oh no, he's down here. Current squad: Stephen Ugarkovic. So the midfield of Terry Antonis and Stephen Ugarkovic will be the best midfield pairing uh, of anyone this season. They are going who and, to who, who and Did you say Terry Antonis? Antonis and Ugarkovic, you reckon? Mm-hmm. I think they are perfectly mm. complemented for each other's game. Garkovic mm. with the long range, uh, defensive breakup midfield play, then give it to Antonis who can run, do things, move the ball side to side, can 
surge forward into attacking areas. This really good side for mine. Yeah, interesting. I, yeah. Yeah, they're, I really they're good. I think they're going to be good. Um, I just, I don't know how good. It's hard to say. Um, they'll be in the top few between them, MacArthur, um, them, MacArthur, Sydney and the two Melbournes. Just quickly on James Teresi. Do you follow him on Instagram still? Nah, no way. I never did. The guy is a full-blown anti-vaxxer. Is he? And like, is just descending into conspiracy theory after conspiracy theory. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he's trying to organize protests in the streets of Sydney for the weekend coming. <laughs> the man has lost the plot and I could not be any happier. No, fuck him. Fuck him. All right. The last one. This absolute mess of a club that probably shouldn't <laughs> exist. The They're wound. working on, they might finally be getting a stadium soon, but how long is that going to take to build still? What a they've disaster. Got a, but they've here got a is, patch of grass. They've got a patch of grass. They've got a paddock somewhere. Western United. John Aloisi at the helm. Thank God we don't have to bloody watch this on Fox anymore. Because they're like, oh, John Aloisi. Oh, he's so good. Such a good coach. Such a good coach. Aloisi's at the wheel, Sammy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> thoughts on Western United? I was going to ask you, what are your thoughts on Aloisi? How is he going to do? Surely this is his last chance after failing twice. I think he'll fail again here. Mm-hmm. I think this squad is not great. I think as their squad was average as it was, and now it's only worse on last year because they lost, they've lost Borussia, they lost Victor Sanchez, uh, they lost Curto, Calver, Durante. Um, mm-hmm. they, brought, they brought in... Uh, the me- big one they've brought in is Leo LaCroix, uh, the Swiss international. Yeah. Who, you know, on for me, I reckon they've actually signed better players than they've let go this season. You think so? I reckon Leo Lacroix could go down as the best signing this season. Um, Alexander Priovic looks wicked as well. Great technical ability. In there next to, or just in front of Diamante, I think they're going to link up uh, like a really, really good partnership. Their spine looks brilliant for mine with Lacroix, Priovic, Diamante, Dylan Wenzel Halls leading the line. Yeah, uh, they, also signed, they also signed Noah Botic who was scoring bucket loads in the second division of uh, some Baltic nation and was, was doing really well for the Oli Roos up until a point. I think he got injured. Uh, yep. He's one to watch for me. I think he's going to have a breakout season or they need him to have a breakout season, but I, I'll back him in. And also Christian Theoharis as well. Another, I think he used to play for victory, went overseas, yeah. didn't quite make it, has come back. He should yep. be all the better for it, I'd say. Yeah, I'm still I'm still not convinced. I like is Jamie Young better than Curto for me? Probably not. No, no. Is Nikolai Topper Stanley good anymore? Probably not. Probably Rucho, not. average. Um, Dylan Wenzel Hall's still kind of unknown. We've seen him score goals, but not really sure. He still seems like like because he wasn't starting a lot as well for Brisbane towards the end of the year. Um, I don't know. There's some concerns there. I think. They have a decent-ish squad still. I think they're just going to be hurt still by the lack of really having a place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like having their own kind of home. For sure. Um, they don't have an identity. Still. they got no fucking fan base just about. They did. They had probably one of the best uh, promotional videos going around this year. Did you see that one? No, I didn't. They I had a, 
a video that was like people said it was really cringe, but um, I thought it was excellent, and it was all about like they made a real big effort of about like connecting the west, like the western suburbs of Melbourne. Okay. Um, and judging by the comments on it on social media, everyone that was a West United fan really loved it and bought into it. And that's what you need. It doesn't matter what everyone else thinks. So they really need, they need a fan base to buy in and build on what they've already got. And then they really need their own ground and they need, they need all that. Get out of the AFL stadiums. um, Yeah. Cause the, the game against Newcastle, although only an FFA cup game, um, there was, cause you know, I went to the Adelaide United Olympic game. There was such a huge disparity in atmosphere and just, you know, authenticity in a way. We were playing on a proper, you know, rectangular pitch with 3,000 people crowded around the fence trying to look at this. Um, there was 2,500 people in the big Geelong Stadium and it sounded rubbish. It looked bad. There was yep. no atmosphere. It was, you know, that's the difference. That's the difference. They should be playing at local football grounds i don't understand why they're trying to jam pack yeah. three three thousand people into a thirty thousand seater stadium i think it um it doesn't just hurt them i think it hurts the league overall yeah hell yeah maybe less for the product maybe less so now that it's on like um paramount plus but for people that had foxtel like flicking around come across the a league and it's a west united home game and you like just there's no atmosphere to it. There's nothing to mm. it. Um, I guess now, like, but even still, like, you know, Western United have a game on fucking 10, Channel 10, and your your Aussie rules crowd or your cricket crowd that have nothing to watch a lot of over moment. summer are, like, flicking around. Oh, the A-League's on. And then we get that, you know, it can hurt <laughs> yeah. the league. They're going to turn I might away be straight clutch- away. I might be clutching at straws there, but, you know, we, no, I don't think you are. I think it does fight, damage the product. Yeah, we're fighting an uphill battle as it is, and this shit doesn't help. People look at it and go, just straight away, initial thought, like visceral reaction is, oh, shit. Yeah, what's the point of this? This is rubbish. We no get, one goes. We get enough football fans doing that in the country as it is, <laughs> don't we? That's what Ange came out this morning and said, that it's time for football fans in Australia to actually unite behind the league this season yeah. and to stop throwing pot shots at each other and to close in and try and trying to amplify the game within ourselves. So that is what I'll be trying to do this season. We're not needlessly hanging shit on things until, you know, they personally wrong me. Yeah. All right. So I'll put you down as a plus for Western United and me down as a minus. Yes. Yeah. I have Western United finishing just outside the six. We've got them seventh. All right. We'll just, uh, we'll have a quick little wrap uh, before we go. We're just going to have a little quick, I said quick, like five times there. A little Um, quick wrap quickly. A little quickly quick, wrap, quickly wrap, quick look, wrap, quick wrap, look quick. A little bit of eight mile at the uh, the first first few fixtures for Adelaide. So we kick off with Perth away this weekend, Ugh. followed up with Melbourne City at home Ugh. the week after, followed by Brisbane Raw away, followed by Melbourne Victory at home. That's the first four games, and got to be honest. I feel like if we have three points after those four games, I'll probably be okay. With yeah, it. I was just Whether that's thinking three that. draws or it's a win against <laughs> Brisbane. But yeah. I have us down for four points in those first four games. Ooh, well, you got a win against I, Brisbane? Yeah, I think we beat Brisbane. I think we draw to at home with victory. 
but we're going to lose our first yeah. two games. Yeah, fair. That's, yeah, I think that'll be around the mark. Um, obviously, I'd like to go away with 12 points. I'd prefer we're, 15, we're you know. Yeah, 15 we points from the first four games. Yeah. Is it possible? Is it possible? Well, if we're talking fantasy, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I hope we're not too despondent come post-victory pod because it could be a long season in that case. If we've only got one point out of the first four games, that would be real bad. Yeah. Um, for Adelaide, though, I don't know if you've seen the entire fixture list. We've got four of the last five at home. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be the big run in for us. Four of the last five at home, including Melbourne Victory, MacArthur, Western United, Brisbane Raw, with yeah. an away trip to Sydney in between. Mm-hmm. And, you know, coming off the back of Mariners away there, Jets a couple weeks earlier. I think yep. that's where we have to pick up the bulk of our points. So if we can make a late charge for the six, um, yep. I'd be I'd be pretty pleased. If we're in a good position coming into the last seven games, I would have us down to finish top four. Um, yeah, it's just a big wait and see because the off season is so long as always. Coming out of a COVID season where you know teams weren't really playing to their full potential, I think yep. it was it was postponed for times. It was hubs. It was all that crap. So it's almost a clean slate, and especially on Channel 10 now as well. Um, I wouldn't say forget everything that's happened in the previous 16 years of the A-League, but it feels like we're coming into the second era of the A-League and you can write new stories and you can write your own future now. I think that's a lovely little sum up and we might leave it there on that. That was good. That was good. Good rap. Good rap. Go to A-League. Best league in the world. Yeah. Um, if you if you say it enough, it becomes truth. It, it becomes truth if you just yeah, or just walk around the streets yelling about how good the A League is, <laughs> ringing ringing your cowbell. A League's yeah. back. Carrying my cats, <laughs> throwing them at people that disagree. <laughs> yep, cop that. All right, we'll leave it there. Copycat. European football's back this week, so we'll have that to talk about next week. We gloss, we didn't uh, we didn't touch on any of the other international stuff because, frankly, we don't give a shit. It sucks. It sucks. I, w- I did want to briefly ask you, what do you Here think about seeded playoff draws? It, isn't it just a big bunch of bullshit? I want to see fucking Portugal, Italy. Yeah, no, that's, like I said, it's... It's crap. They it's do rigged. it so that the big teams will go through, yeah. And Scotland and Wales. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) We'll wrap it there. Thank you. Goodbye. See y'all.